Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. I always like to kick things off with something fun and interesting. And who doesn't love a big fat stack of hot, yummy syrup and buttery pancakes? I know. It just made me hungry saying that. Well, there's always that issue, though, when you go to IHOP. I mean, which pancakes should you get? The banana pancakes or those protein ones? So much time wasted on not eating. Well, that's yesterday's problem because thanks to AI, IHOP is teaming up with Google Cloud to help you find the ultimate pancake. And if you order online, it's going to know all of your past orders and decide what's a good option for you. Do you like sprinkles and whipped cream or do you want uh, nuts on those pancakes, whatever it is? The AI AI will know, and it's going to just pony up an order for you. And I know what you're thinking. AI this, AI that. Oh, Kim Commando, I can't pancake it anymore. Ho, ho, ho. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. And if you're a new listener to the Kim Commando Show, welcome. We're glad to have you with us. And if you're already a listener, welcome back. And you can find my award-winning show on 420 top radio stations throughout the United States. And we're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just search for my last name, Commando, with a K, of course. And you can find us as a podcast, as a webcast, commercial-free, over at commando.com. Just find that big old button that says Commando Community. And yeah, I said commercial free. Now, if you're listening on the radio, we totally love that. And this is just a reminder. You can also get Kim Commando today as a podcast Monday through Friday. So wherever you get your podcasts, just search for my last name, Commando, with a K, of course. And I know that you have just a slew of questions that you need help with, and that's why I'm here. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. All righty, then every single day I check out at least 35 different websites to make sure that you and I are both up to date on all things digital. And here are five things that you need to know that are happening in tech right now. And yeah, while most of the tech media is still just saying, oh, ChatGPT is so wonderful, or they're just trying to understand the whole thing. The reality is that this whole AI chatbot shine is just wearing off very quickly because as the Internet fills up each day with more and more content generated by AI instead of human beings, we're just noticing how bad AI and ChatGPT can really be. Okay. Listen to this, Gannett, you know, that giant newspaper chain, you know, creators of USA Today that I just happened to write for, among other places, they actually halted its use of AI to write about sports. Why? Readers complained that the stories were silly. They made no sense after AI recapped a local football game and generated this gem that made it into the story. The players had close encounters with each other of the football type. Okay, what is that? Okay, I'm not going, I mean, I'm not even sure what's going on here. AI, yes, gobbledygook, incorrect facts are just getting worse. All right, moving on to number two, death videos on YouTube. By now, I thought that I'd seen every type of scam and every distasteful type of online behavior, but there's a new low. YouTube creators are using deaths of your loved ones to make money. Okay, it's not uncommon for family members to post YouTube video tributes when someone dies, but the latest YouTube scam involves total strangers posting videos about your loved ones who have died. 
They all use public published obituary information and photos that they find online. Uh, some may link to fraudulent GoFundMe accounts, and others are just out there to find likes. The ones that I saw, a lot of them were from Pakistan and India, it seems like. Just total strangers, as I said. Now, the videos were earned the creator only a few dollars because of the ads. But when you consider that the average income in countries like India and Pakistan are just about $300 a month, few dollars can add up, and it seems like a lot of money. So what exactly is YouTube doing about this? Just what you would expect from Google and all of big tech? Yeah, absolutely nothing. All right, moving on to the dangers of selling online. If you buy and sell in places like Facebook Marketplace, OfferUp, Craigslist, you could be placing yourself in danger. That's nothing new. But what is new is a disturbing trend that has developed. A Florida man was robbed at gunpoint when he met with a buyer, a complete stranger, to sell his old iPhone. The so-called buyer was armed and then just demanded the guy hand over the phone. When he refused... The suspect fired a shot into the ground and then whacked the seller in the face with a gun. Now, of course, he got away phone, gun, and all. So when you sell, you know the rules. Always meet in the daytime, never at night, in a very public place. Bring a friend with you. Uh, never allow a buyer to know your address, where you live, even your full name, your real phone number. Oh, and never, ever go to a buyer's house or office and always deal in cash. Moving on to number four, Musk, Musk, Tusk, Tusk. That's right. So much of what the liberals and conservatives label misinformation on social media is really nothing other than someone's personal opinion. Now, those who don't agree with something on social, they never really call it an outright lie because it's not. You know, this whole silliness trend has tied up legitimate political debate in America for far too long. But the reason why I bring this up is very quietly, Elon Musk has stopped removing opinion posts on X, formerly known as Twitter. And to the surprise of many, the social media outlets other than X have been following. Why? It takes far too many employees, many of whom have their own agenda to operate a social media thought police. So if you love and appreciate the First Amendment and... You want free speech and expression. You're going to applaud what Musk has done. And finally, this coming in at number five. If you grew up in the 60s or 70s, here's a bit of nostalgia. All compliments of an old friend you haven't thought of for decades. Today's world is full of just photorealistic, high-res video gaming consoles, right? I mean, Microsoft's Xbox, Sony's PlayStation, Nintendo's Switch, all big, big gaming consoles and all top, top sellers. Well, Back in 1977, Atari just electrified the world with its 2600 gaming console trimmed with, oh, wood veneer and a new breakthrough, a joystick. And then suddenly the world opened up to Pac-Man and Space Invaders and Donkey Kong and Asteroids. Well, this November, Atari's 2600 console is back, updated to a high-res and HDMI cable so that this way it can work with all of our modern screens. It still uses gaming cartridges, but each one this time holds 10 games. So how nostalgic is America? I think this is going to be one of the biggest sellers this holiday season. And speaking of, what did Atari say to Sega when he moved out of his house? What did Atari say to Sega when he moved out of his house? You ready? I got a Pac-Man. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have so much that I want to pass along to you on this show. Uh, for example, you can see all the data that your car's collecting. And speaking of seeing things, you ever wonder how your competitor's website is doing? Well, I've got the inside scoop on how you can tell for sure. I've got some free alternatives to that pricey program. Yeah, I'm talking about Photoshop. And then also, you know, talking about cars, the current traffic conditions is one of the things that I use all the time. Like, for example, when I want to drive from Santa Barbara to Los Angeles or back and forth is that instead of saying like what's the traffic like now I'll say I need to get there at three o'clock and then it tells me exactly when I need to leave based on the traffic conditions I mean these are some really sophisticated algorithms that are inside of our mapping programs so that you may not even know that they exist let's start with Deborah in Atlanta Georgia Oh, my goodness. I really stepped in it. I got taken for about $11,000, and it was, I don't want to say the name of the company, but the initial fee was only supposed to be 200 and something. Okay. And then they send me a contract and tell me that they're going to do this, this, and this, but they don't tell you you have to pay extra for it. So so how did you go from how did you go from $200 to $11,000 and what did they promise you and what did you think that you were paying for? Well, actually I wasn't sure. I just wanted to check it out, but the video that you watch, they're showing a man coming out of a building, he's worked 2 hours. Okay. He goes home, takes his kids for a boat ride, and that's it. He then checks his website and he's made $5,000 that day. Okay. Well, I didn't understand how he could do that. So I I initially, I, I didn't mind paying the first 200 mm-hmm. But then it went on that I had to sign a contract. Okay. And that contract in the contract, it states everything they will do. But they don't say it's an extra charge. And... They billed me for $10,500, and it is an ironclad contract, and I know that. Why? How do you know that? Um, contract's a contract. No, contract is not a contract. There's always a way to get out of a contract. Well, I mean, especially if they falsified, if they suckered you in to thinking well, that you're going to make, okay, especially because if they think that you're going to be making money sitting at home on a couch for a couple hours a day, which you know that. Is not possible. In the, the I know, you and that's know why that. I feel so stupid. Is because it, it said you work five to fifteen hours a week. Well, I got news for you. The videos that they sent me, with there were about twelve or fourteen. It took me four days to go through those videos, and by the time I got to the end of it, I was in a panic. And I had called them before and told them that I didn't really think this was. For me, because mm-hmm. they want you to sell stuff on eBay that you own. Well, I don't have anything that I need to sell. I don't really don't have much of anything. And then well, I said, well. So, so, I, so, Deborah, let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you have $10,000 that you can just throw away right now? Are you that wealthy? Oh, no, ma'am. I put it on a credit card. Okay. I'm glad you put it on a credit card. I want you to call your credit card company, and I want you to dispute that credit card charge. Well, I keep disputing it, and they keep 
coming back at me. And okay. they have and you need to, then, Okay, let me tell you something, Deborah. You need to, you're gonna you need to do a whole bunch of work right now. Okay. And I want you to call. I want you to reach out to the credit card company. Mm-hmm. And and I want you to write a letter to the president of the credit card company, uh-huh. an email, and uh-huh. I want you to tell him everything that happened and ask him yeah. why his company, why his company let this happen to you. Okay, that's number one. Yeah. Number two is I want you to file a complaint with the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. Okay, I'm on that one. Okay, because this is deceptive and unfair business practices. Those are the words that you need to use, deceptive and unfair business practices. Okay. The Better Business Bureau, okay, they can often mediate disputes between businesses and consumers too. They may mm-hmm. be able to get that charge reversed on your credit card. Yeah. Now, next, the state attorney general's office, okay, they deal with consumer complaints. Uh-huh. They can also offer assistance. Okay. And just make sure that you document everything. And I don't want you to say a contract is a contract. Okay, yes, a contract is a contract. And maybe you signed that contract under duress. I maybe did they said because to you, they were rushing me. Then do you know to, why? Because they targeted you. That's what they did. They, they targeted did, and you. I quote, the guy told me, we want people 65 or older that have good credit. Okay. And that's you, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay. It is. So, so I don't want you to say a credit. I, you know, it's very honorable to say a contract is a contract, and that's wonderful. But mm-hmm. in this case, you got taken advantage of, and I don't want that to happen to anybody who I know and who I care about, and that's you. So well, they're saying that that's not what they did. So, oh, but you, you know, know what? I don't I believe them. To- you know what? Forget it. You know what? I'm not going to listen to this. And I, you can't even repeat that ever again, okay? Because they are selling a bag of goods that you can sit on your butt for a couple of hours a day and make thousands of dollars by selling junk on eBay. That is the biggest pile of horse crap that's been on the internet and being sold that way for I don't know how many years. And unfortunately, you got taken by it into the tune of $10,000. And that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, okay? Think about how long it took you to make that $10,000, and we're not going to pay for it just because you said a contract is a contract. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to let you do that. So I want you to, again, call out, number one, that credit card company. Tell them you're not paying it. You need to speak to a manager. I would write the president of that credit card company a letter right then and there, okay? The Federal Trade Commission, you're on it. Remember, deceptive, unfair business practices the Better Business Bureau, and the State Attorney General's Office, okay? And I'd also call out, you probably have a local TV station where there's a guy or a gal on there that talks about people who get scammed. That's what they do. Call that local TV station up, ask to speak to the news director, and tell them you got scammed at a $10,000 and you need some help to getting your restitution. That's what you need. Now, if you go through all of those steps, Deborah, and you're like, Kim, I still don't have my $10,000 back as I want you to call me back. I'm going to give you my personal email address and phone number here, and I will step in personally to get that ten grand back for you. But I want you to do some of these steps first, and if you strike out, I've got your back. I'm always here for you, Deborah. And don't let them keep that $10,000. That's too much money because then, you know, all you're doing, I want you to remember this, is you're feeding the business. You're feeding the beast. That gives them money to go out and do this to somebody else. We want to shut those suckers down so they don't do it to anybody else. Keep me posted, Deborah. I'm here for you. 
there's got to be a special place in hell for all of these scammers, especially targeting older adults. Oh, just can't stand these phone calls. And boy, a contract is a contract. She's honorable, but you know the, the seller isn't honorable, so we need to get her out of that. All right, let's switch gears just a little bit and say you're about ready to take a road trip. And gas is expensive, and you don't want to be stuck in traffic. Now, if you are planning a road trip, there's a handy-dandy trick to see what the traffic conditions will be like, whether you're driving days or even months from now. So whether you're using Apple Maps or Google Maps, there's a secret. Both will predict pretty accurately what traffic you're going to hit at a future date. Now, you might find leaving earlier or later can shave a ton of time off of driving. So let's start with Apple Maps. What you're going to do is select your destination and then tap on leave now. But from there, you can select on a date and time that you want to leave by or when you'd like to arrive. Now, on Google Maps, I want you to search for directions and then tap the three dots and pick set depart or arrival time. And then Apple and Google Maps will show you how long the trip is going to take at that future date based on what traffic conditions are normally like at that time of day. It's actually really, really sweet. Like I, I noticed a couple of weeks ago, I had to go down to UCLA to get my cornea checked because I had a transplant a couple of months ago. And by leaving at a certain time, I actually shaved almost 30 minutes off of this drive because I wasn't in traffic. Really great tip. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Okay, when you think about it, all new cars, what are they? They are just sophisticated computers on wheels. Now, the average car nowadays, listen to this, has almost 1,500 microchips in it. Wow. And because your car is connected, what does that mean? Yes, ding, ding, ding. You get to go to the bonus round. It's collecting a lot of data about you. So your car is like your phone, your computer, your tablet. Now, it's always listening and collecting information. That's why I wanted to tell you about this really great website. It's called the Vehicle Privacy Report. Now, the company deletes synced personal data from used cars before they're resold, and that's how they make their money, which is also how car makers comply with privacy laws. But there's a way that you can tap into their work. You're going to go to this address, privacyforcars.com, and once you're there, you're going to enter your car's VIN, and then ugh, the tool's just going to spit out all the privacy policies about your car and your data. So you can find things like location data, biometrics, voice recordings, maybe even your name, your address, your driver's license number. And the website, again, is privacyforcars.com. Once again, privacyforcars.com. All right, coming up in our great tip, I'm going to tell you what you can do to see all your competitors' website traffic and know exactly what they're doing. And later on, if you are tired of paying for Photoshop and you're looking for some freebies, I've got your back on that. And then how about we go back to all of your phone calls with Jan in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, I have a question for you, Kim. Thank you for taking my call. I love your newsletter, and I'm constantly cutting and pasting some of the things that you put there for future reference for myself. Um, I put together a newsletter on a quarterly basis that is received by uh, professional investigators. And as I was um, learning more about uh, through your newsletter, 
I saw pieces there that I thought I'd love to share that, both on a personal basis, some things, you know, they would just like to know, um, but also on a business basis. And I didn't want to do that without getting your permission or your guidance or whatever. I, I didn't want to take advantage of a, the newsletter that I received. So that's oh, what that's I'm so trying sweet. to do is just get more information out um, and, and, and share your information. Well, thank you so much for doing that and for calling, Jan. That's really fabulous. I mean, the, the newsletters are a lot of work. I'm sure you see uh-huh. that if you're putting together a newsletter. Uh, we're putting together one in the morning for the news, uh, tech news, and then one in the afternoon for what we like to call tech hacks, which are just tricks and stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, the whole idea is that by – and 10 minutes a day, that you that's my goal. 10 minutes a day, I'm kind of telling you what's in my brain so you can pass along. There, there are top stories in each of these newsletters, and at the bottom there are links if you wanted to email them out, uh, you wanted to share it on LinkedIn or on Facebook or on X or Twitter, you ever want to call that. And so that's an easy way to do that. Uh, and it's just a, where we actually write the paragraph for you and put a link and so you just kind of you know hit send or share or whatever it may be. Um, if, you're, if you're looking to take excerpts out rather and put them in your content – uh, what we ask is that obviously you give us credit, give me credit for it. And then if you would just tell people to sign up for the newsletters, I'd be tickled pink. Uh, and the address, if you want to use it, I use it here on the air because it's easy. So you don't have to say, you don't have to put in your newsletter or an email or whatever online. They can just, you know, don't go to, you know, commando.com slash subscribe, right? Is that if you just use this share URL, getkim.com, and so it's only six letters. And so if you just – if you put those, say, you know, courtesy of or shared with permission by Kim Commando, and then you can put it all there and uh, and then, you know, give us a little copyright notice on the bottom and then get the newsletter at Get Kim, that would be fabulous. As a matter of fact, why don't I write up how I think it should be? I think I should do that for you. So this way – That would be great. This, the whole thing is that I, what, I know you're not the person – Who's going to do this? But what I don't want to have happen is that because there are people that are doing this, it drives me crazy, Jan, is that they just steal my stuff and 100 percent and then they put it on their website as something that they did. Um, And I'm like, dude, you know, okay, that's just not right. Okay, I I mean, I just busted my butt to put all this together. Um, so, you know, it's always like, you know, a little percentage of whatever you're creating is fine. But when I become 50% or a hundred percent, then I'm going to balk because then that's just not, not too much. But so let me ask you a question. Okay. So I'm going to, sure. I'm going to write up something. I'm going to send it to you and I'll put it on the website for everybody else too, by the way. Um, okay. as a private investigator, what is the thing in technology that has surprised you the most that has happened recently that has that, that has enabled your business to do things more effectively. Now, Kim, let me be clear. I am providing support for this organization. Oh, I am okay. not okay. an investigator. Oh, okay. Um, All right. I, I do some work for an investigator and also help them with their state association. So I would I prefer not to answer that only because I think I might know the answer, but I don't want to misrepresent them. Okay, you know what? That's a hundred percent fair. The hundred percent fair. I totally get. That. They love the technology that's out there, and every single day there are new things that they can use. But the other side to that is 
in, you know, with the use of technology, it, it can be invasive. And so, you know, there are laws that, that obviously should regulate them, but also regulate them and tie their hands in being able to serve their clients. Um, so, sure. so that's an issue. But the, the industry, if you will, is, is just unfortunately growing um, because of need, and they're making use of everything they can. But I have been just really impressed with the people that I work with and how much they want to make sure that they're doing things right. Um, and by the book, well, I well, appreciate you know what, that. Yeah, I mean, and me too. I have a great friend who's a private investigator, and you know, I've, I've asked him this question, and he invariably comes back and he says, "Social media, you know, but people post online. <laughs> you know, it's like they they just don't think. They just keep putting everything out there, and then wondering how." You know, how did they find that out? Hmm, there it is. Hey, Jan, thank you so much for your call today and all, and for your kind words and your vote of confidence in the newsletter. If you're not getting our newsletters, just, hey, you know what, try us for a week. You're going to love it. Maybe even just three days over at GetKim.com. Once again, that's GetKim.com. I'm telling you, folks, my newsletter's total home run. And if you sign up now, you can say, you know what? I knew about this when she was just starting this. Yes, you know what? You can be that person. You can sign up over at getkim.com. All right. We all know that having data on our competition is super important for our businesses. But how do you find the information that you really need? You know, a lot of the data isn't easy to come by. But other times you're like, whoa, this is really amazing. There's a web research tool that if you have a website, you need to know about. It's called SimilarWeb. And what it does is it offers you, as a small business, some SEO strategies. And it also tells you a lot about your competitor's website. I mean, the dashboard comes equipped with all kinds of tools. So before you sign up, you can actually visit this site and plug in any website address. And then with a premium account, of course, they want you to pay for it. You'll be able to use other unique features on the back end. There's the competitive tracker feature. It's precisely what you're looking for. It summarizes your competitor's incoming traffic by source. So they can get a glimpse of who's visiting your competition and get a taste of the true heavyweights in the industry. There's also referral sources that are made clear through this interface and in-depth perspective showing exactly where the best in the game do their businesses. Now, the data is directly measured through first-party analytics of millions of websites and apps. Now, according to the site, they say we extrapolate tens of billions of digital signals and goes blah, blah, blah. But bottom line here is that you can plug in any web address and you can see what the traffic looks like. But in order for you to go really behind the scenes, you have to pay. And it is expensive. I'm forewarning you. It's uh, 200 bucks a month. So maybe just try out the free version. And then if you need to pay, make sure that you make a reminder to cancel after the first 30 days. All right, Doug in Chicago, Illinois. Well, first of all, love your show. I've gotten some great insights off of this, and I'm, I'm looking for some further insights today. So I am a uh, fully remote employee, and I'm kind of wondering what level of, for that lack of a better term, invasiveness my employer can have into my home environment here. So I use their laptop on my Wi-Fi using their VPN. They are also lined into my phone so that I can use Microsoft Teams, Outlooks, and uh, Microsoft programs like that. So mm -hmm. what I'm curious about is, obviously, on their hardware, they can see all of my activity. But because they're 
in my Wi-Fi, and, and I have you know kids and iPads and uh, smartphones and laptops and all this that goes through my Wi-Fi, how much of that activity can be seen by my employer? I mean, are, are they able to turn on mics or cameras or anything? How, how invasive can they be since they're in my computer system? Yeah, that's frightening to think of, isn't it? Which is why I'm calling the pro. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you say that the employer put something on your phone so you can use Outlook and Teams, what, what, what exactly, do you know the name of the software that they put on there? Um, from what I understand, they use something called uh, Intune, Microsoft okay. Intune. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right, let's talk about that. Uh, it's basically software that companies use to manage mobile devices. And so, uh, like, let's say, for example, you say, I quit. Well, they can go into your device and they can wipe out the company records, the whatever you have in Microsoft Outlook. They can shut you out of Microsoft Teams. And so it's really done for their protection. And the fact that you know that it's there gives them the ability to do it. You know, because sometimes people call me. The reason why I bring that up, somebody will call me and say, well, you know, how do I know if they even have it? Well, companies have to disclose it. And so it's normally it's going to be in something that you sign, a memo, the, the policy handbook, or they may just say, this is what it is. So what the organization cannot see, okay, uh, they can't see who you're calling. They can't see where you're going on the web. They don't see your email. They don't see your text messages, your passwords, your pictures, your files. Um, uh, say, for example, um, your contacts, your calendar, you know, anything like along those lines. What they will see is your operating system, uh, the apps that you're using that that they have control over, the operating system, serial number, your device, the model number, the manufacturer. Uh, you know, they can only see your managed app inventory, which could include, you know, your work apps. And if it was a school device, it would include school apps. Um, but for corporate-owned devices, they may be able to see all your apps. So the thing is to remember is whatever they own on that device, they may be able to see everything. Right. If it's if it's on your personal device and they just have this block in there, then they they should just be able to see whatever is in that block. Okay. Now the question about what's going on with your Wi-Fi and the iPads and the kids, you know, I wouldn't lose sleep over that. Okay. Um, you know, this the software is not made so that this way they can duplicate your whole IT infrastructure. You know, it's only there so that they can monitor what it is that they need to monitor. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So so if you are concerned that maybe uh, they do have access to other things because maybe like you're like, oh, that was too much of a coincidence. You know, how do they know that my wife is planning a trip for us to go to Patagonia or, you know, maybe those type of weirdo things are happening. Exactly. Yeah. Is that, that what you can do is put a, a VPN on your router. Okay. And and the VPN will allow, disallow traffic, but it will see, you can see everything that's going in and out and you can permission certain things as well as you can uh, encrypt certain things. And so that's an option for you. You can put a VPN on your personal computer if you want or on your phone. Uh, and so when you start doing personal things is that you're going to fire up the VPN before you do it, and then nobody will have or see, have access to that. Okay. So 
So, but if nothing's going on, I'd probably say you're okay. I mean, you know, I, I don't know for sure because, you know, I'm not sitting right there next to you in Chicago. But I'd say you're probably okay, especially if you're working for a big, reputable company. The last thing they want is a PR nightmare to say, uh, my boss was spying on my router and saw that my wife had an OnlyFans account and now he wants to fire me. I mean, you know, that's kind of a weirdo, you know, thing that would be happening. But again, you want to maybe invest in a VPN we use and recommend here on the show, ExpressVPN, uh, for sure. We've done that for many, many years. It's what I use. And it's not a free VPN. You don't want to use a free one ever. I mean, no, they're free for a reason. And with ExpressVPN, you, basically, you get three months free. If you go to expressvpn.com slash Kim, that's expressvpn.com slash Kim. Um, Doug, I have a link that I'm going to send you that goes through more about this Microsoft Intune and what they see and what they can't see. So just hang on the line. Amber's screening calls today, so we'll be sure to send that out to you right now. And thank you for your call. Hey, speaking of working from home, I started working from home building boats in my attic. I have. I've been doing that. And let me tell you, sales are through the roof. Womp, womp, womp. I know. That was not the best one. You know that Photoshop is just the king of photo editing software, right? But it's so expensive, 240 bucks, Ugh, right? But there are some free alternatives that are kind of almost just as good and a lot easier to use, by the way. Well, first up, there's Canva. It's not just a photo editor. It's a graphic design platform with just tons of templates to create presentations, social media graphics, greeting cards, and more. Best of all, it is totally drag and drop. It's free. And you can pay for some extra goodies. Next up, Sumo Paint 2.0. I don't name these things. I'll tell you about them. It's a free photo editor that's just loaded. It has 300 brush textures for painting and Instagram filters. And there are ads, of course, unless you pay for a subscription. Last but not least, this is one that's been around forever. It's called GIMP, G-I-N-P. It's a professional-grade photo editor. It really is the one out there that looks and feels the most like Photoshop. It will have almost every tool that you need. It's totally free. Now, the downside, well, it's not for mobile, and it's really geared for those advanced folks out there. But there are tons of tutorials about how to use GIMP on YouTube, so you shouldn't be afraid to at least try it. And so there are your free alternatives. Hey, if you learned a couple of things, if you laughed once at a bad joke, be sure you tell a few friends about The Kim Commando Show. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 